Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello there, history friends. Zach Twomley here, as always, talking to you through my microphone for When Diplomacy Fails podcast. I hope everyone's doing well. This is just, well, what I hope will be an ongoing monthly tradition to basically let you guys know what is out there in the extra feed. One could argue that this is, well, I don't know, over the top, a bit too much, but I mean, the way I look at it is, if you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to, and if you are in any way curious... This way will help you find out what's really going on in the extra feed, and if indeed you'd be interested in checking it out for yourself, really, which is kind of the end goal. In case you haven't noticed, I want as many people to sign up for Patreon as possible. I want as many people to be diplomats, and I want you guys to help me take When Diplomacy Fails podcast to the next level. If I was listening to a podcast, and a guy suddenly went on Patreon, whatever that is, and then he started asking me or saying, oh, you should check out the extra feed, all that kind of thing. The first thing I think of is, oh, do you know what? I'm not really bothered because, like, what's the point? And that's what really, like, someone, I can't remember who pointed that out to me, but after, like, after I thought about it, it was pointed out to me as well. Like, do you ever just get people who aren't really bothered? And I forgot to factor in the human apathy aspect of it. And yeah, I think... These are really to prove that it is worth your time to sign up and become a diplomat. And it is worth your time and it's worth your money, certainly. And it's certainly going to be worth your money going forward because I've got so much stuff planned. It's I have been told I'm planning too much, but the five-year birthday is pretty much finished at this stage. And I'm kind of just lining up the extra episodes now. So really, this is a mini introduction to what the extra episodes are going to look like in the next few months, really kind of what the plan is going forward with that five-year birthday special, and a few other things as well. So it's going to be interjected by two sample tracks, which will basically be little clips from the two extra episodes that are going to be out this month. The first one, which is already out, is on the Balkan Wars and how it affected Eastern European foreign policy. So for those interested in that kind of thing, the following clip should hopefully entice you in all the more. So I hope you enjoy it. Although Russia claimed a policy of neutrality, Sergei Sazonov had been warning since May 1912 against Bulgarian actions that might jeopardise Russian interests in Constantinople. Sazonov kept up the pressure on Sofia throughout the summer, 
emphasizing that if the Bulgarians advanced beyond Constantinople, then Russia would be obliged to warn them off, as though she had no desire to establish herself at Constantinople, she could not allow any other power to take possession of it. The irony of such a statement is palpable, because Russia now had to defend Ottoman interests for the sake of her own, since in this instance the alternative to the status quo, Bulgarians' occupation of the Dardanelles Straits and possibly Constantinople, appeared far less favourable to Russian policy makers. Sergei Sazonov was at pains to stress, not just to the Bulgarians, but also to his Entente partners of Britain and France, the need to prevent Constantinople falling into Sophia's hands. Sazonov sent a circular letter to the Russian ambassadors in the relevant capitals, emphasising that the Ottoman capital must remain under the real sovereignty of the Sultan in guaranteeing the security of Constantinople and of the related European and Russian interests of the First Order. Sazonov attempted to increase the pressure on Bulgaria by utilising the joint support of Britain and France against their designs on Constantinople. However, such efforts failed because neither Britain nor France saw the Bulgarian actions as threatening to their interests, and both states simultaneously sought to avoid alienating Sofia from the Entente, with one Irish Times journalist writing that, Premature action by the Triple Entente may throw the Balkan League into the arms of the Triple Alliance. But Sazonov acted with Russian and not Entente interests in mind. It was St. Petersburg that had suffered the sudden closure of the Dardanelles Straits in March 1912 as a consequence of the Italo-Turkish War that had raged on there. Events such as these emphasised to Sazonov how vulnerable the Russian position was. The Black Sea trade route was Russia's lifeline to the Mediterranean and beyond. From 1903 to 1912, 37% of Russian exports passed through this route. This included the 75 to 80% stake of Russia's agricultural produce that was sold through its ports. The sheer panic within and protest to the government that emanated from the closure of the Straits in spring 1912 highlighted the need to protect and ensure the routes against such damage in the future. The Bulgarian advance towards the Straits represented in Sazonov's mind yet another threat to Russian interests in that region in less than a year. Fortunately for Sazonov, though his gestures towards the Entente fell mostly on deaf ears, the Bulgarian offensive never reached Constantinople, halting at the Chetlaja lines. While the Bulgarians, to Sazonov's chagrin, continued to besiege Adrianople, negotiations were underway in London between the relevant ambassadors, with the aim of seeking a solution to the wider Balkan problems. For some time, Ottoman officials had made appeals to London, with the president of the Ottoman Council, Kamil Pasha, noting that The contest is none of our seeking. It has been forced upon us for reasons which are daily becoming clearer. I hope that Britain will be true to her splendid past and stand by us unflinchingly in our hour of national peril. Very shortly we may need the intervention of Great Britain's vigorous right arm to prevent us being absolutely crushed. And Pasha then scathingly described the Balkan states, saying... I am convinced that the boasted humanity of Europe is dead. It has been replaced by a skeleton, the dry bones of which shake idly in the wind when the selfishness and avariciousness of certain powers compel an appeal to the old spirit of humanity. Okay, so, hopefully that whets your appetite a little bit for the Balkan Wars and the issues and incidents that I cover in that episode. It's just a little sample, a little taster of what you can be a part of 
Somehow I've forgotten to mention, if you would like to become a patron of this podcast, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash when diplomacy fails. I actually noticed if you even go to patreon.com and search history podcasts, like plural for podcast, in the search bar, mine will come up because it says that I'm creating history podcasts for history friends, which of course is true, I am. It's what I've been doing for five years, which is why we're having such a special birthday party to, well, denote that fact. So the second extra episode that's coming out this month is something a little different. It's on historiography of the First World War, which before you roll your eyes and throw your hands up in the air and say, I couldn't possibly be interested in that, it's actually pretty much connected to us because I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Fritz Fischer, but essentially he was the guy who kind of coined the idea that Germany was responsible for the First World War. Germany launched the First World War. Germany had the idea that launching the first world war would be really beneficial and germany wanted to essentially take over europe if not the world and the first world war was the best way to do that so it went ahead and we have the world that we have today because of what germany did basically the it's all germany's fault thesis is almost entirely the brainchild of fritz fischer and his disciples that followed him after the event he kind of coined the thought process in the 1960s And really, the essay slash extra episode, because these first few extra episodes are kind of just adapted versions of my essays going forward for the next little while, I'll come to that in a sec, but what I wanted to capture in that essay before and what I bring out in this extra episode is the idea, or really the question, of whether Fritz Fischer's thesis still has something to offer. And in order to answer that question, I kind of hop all over the historiography and see what other people think of or have thought of Fritz Fischer in the past and what they kind of offer to argue against him and why they say he's good or why they say he's bad but it's interesting debate so if that sounds like something you'd like to listen to in its entirety check out this sample clip the final days of the july crisis demonstrate not just how eager to maintain peace chancellor bestman holwig was but how counter to fisher's thesis Germany in general behaves. If we view the outbreak of war not through the lens of German determination and instead through a combination of different, distinct forces acting contrary to German interests, then the outbreak of war can be seen as many in the German high command saw it, with a sense of deep melancholy and dread, because some did not even believe that the Triple Entente could be defeated. If we view the war as a psychological trauma for Germany, then the lofty war aims of September 1914 appear to make more sense in the circumstances of the time, since it felt forced into war on the account of Russian mobilisation, and since the opening weeks of the war had proceeded mostly according to plan, the September programme can be seen not as the culmination of years of nefarious plotting, but as Germany's desire to ensure against the same threat to its existence by establishing principles that would effectively prevent its neighbours from waging war against it again. And by also tying down those same states in the oft-cited Middle Europa project, Bethmann Holwig hoped to solidify German security in any post-war settlement that was reached, which by early September 1914 appeared to be within reach. And that's not to say that Germany's incredible war aims are excusable. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Not only do they infringe criminally upon many states' respective freedoms, they also display a breathtaking political naivety within the German government. However, the aim of this episode isn't to excuse Germany's war aims. It is to do what Fischer chose not to do and put Germany's aims in context and understand them not as the conclusion of years of criminal behaviour, but as the panicked reaction of a German government who, forced to take part in a war that they did not want, chose to develop its goals while the moment seemed favourable. Another point to consider, which Fischer does not, is that Germany was by no means the only state with war aims, and it certainly was not the only European power with annexationist goals. Alrighty, so, those are the two samples of the episodes that are, well, out right now, really. So, if you'd like to check them out, remember to go to patreon.com forward slash when diplomacy fails. If you are, like me, the kind of person who is sick and tired of hearing about Patreon or that kind of thing, or you just, you don't really think it's for you, then that's fine. And I honestly wanted to say thanks to everyone who has supported me, thanks to everyone who's put up with me, for the last five years, and I really do feel like you're gonna, you're gonna forgive me if you're annoyed at me for launching Patreon, for talking about my merchandise, all that kind of thing. You're gonna forgive me because what I have planned for the fifth birthday, I mean, whew, it's gonna make up for everything, trust me guys. I'm really excited for it, it launches on the 18th of May, and you're all really going to enjoy it. I should add that diplomats, those that pay $5 or more a month, will get... All of that birthday party special, whatever you want to call it, all at once. So, you might not know how significant that is, but you'll discover in time just how significant that fact is. I don't want to give too much away, and on the 18th of May I'll spill all the beans, but I've kept it secret up till now, and that's kind of my intention going forward until then. But hopefully you'll check us out then, and if you're just jumping in and you don't really know who I am, I suppose we're kind of like five minutes in, so it's a bit late to introduce myself now, but yes, I'm Zach Twomley, this is When Diplomacy Fails podcast, and 
everything is still going on. Nothing's going to change. You're still going to get the regular podcasts as normal. Well, at least up until the 18th of May. And how about that? I need to add this too. A kind of plan for when diplomacy fails us schedule going forward. Just so that you guys know, I am getting married on the 6th of May and I'm going on my honeymoon from the 8th to the 15th of May and obviously really freaking looking forward to it and it's been a long, long time coming. So yeah, obviously when that's happening, I won't be doing any podcasting. However, what I will be doing, I mean, you noticed that the birthday party launches on the 18th of May, so that's why I've been working so hard to kind of get it sorted out for you guys for that point. But all the period leading up to it, it's kind of just this episode serves as my warning to let you know, do not worry, we will definitely finish the Franco-Dutch War before my wedding. It's already planned, it's already set up, so don't worry about that. However, what you also might want to know, and this is probably bad news for you guys, who maybe you think I'm this invincible podcast machine, but I am taking the months of July and August off. So I think it's a long time coming, I want to set up home, I want to spend time with my new wife, and well, yeah, I mean, she wants to see more of me, which she hasn't seen very much of me over the last few weeks, and thankfully she's still with me after my genius idea to do something as intensive as the project I decided to develop. It's getting very hard to not spill the beans, but I'm going to hold on till the 18th of May. Anyway, yeah, so I'm taking July and August off, but the reason why I'm telling you that, obviously, is because I don't want you guys to be in the dark, but should you become a patron for When Diplomacy Fails, I've already got the episodes lined up. So if you're a member of the Extra Feed, if you're a diplomat paying $5 a month, etc., then you guys will get an hour of extra content every month. However, for the months of July and August, you guys will get two hours. In other words, you'll get four episodes. So you'll get still get an episode a week, even though I'm technically taking a break. And I do this because I genuinely want you guys to sign up and I want us to move forward. I'm not going to apologize for that. I think it's fair enough. I'm sick of apologizing. I, even though I'm Irish, I'm still sick of apologizing. So that says something. But yeah, it's a way to incentivize people to sign up. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy those eight episodes. And they'll probably continue on because I've got them pretty much finished. But as far as their content goes, you'd probably be interested to learn that they delve into Louis XIV's era in even more detail. So to kind of break it down for you guys, they look at the weapons, the tactics, the drill, the psychology, the siege works, the navy. I know, I'm looking at navies. And actually, I didn't find it as tedious as I thought I would. I mean, basically reading John A. Lynn's book and a few other really interesting articles, it's kind of persuaded me to bring all this content to you guys. And then I had the idea that because I I always wanted to take July and August off, that it might be a good idea to, well, have those episodes there. Have them there at that point so that you guys can keep on going with the story so that when we start up again in September for The Long War as episode 30, which obviously been building towards for a long, long time, and I'm really excited to cover it. The Long War, in case you didn't know, includes everything from the War of the League of Augsburg, also called the War of the Grand Alliance, also called the Nine Years' War, and it also contains the Glorious Revolution, the Last Siege of Vienna, and, well, arguably one of Louis XIV's biggest miscalculations. But yeah, it's an incredibly interesting time, and it really fleshes out our story. It takes us up to, like, well, the war of the Spanish succession, really, so it kind of brings us all full circle. So I'm really looking forward to covering it, and I hope you guys will join me for it in September. So I think September's a nice time to start the kind of big deal episode, and then we kind of continue with that. It'll probably take a long time because it's the long war, but 
If everything goes according to plan, in case you guys didn't know, once we reach $500 a month on Patreon, I'm going to launch a Polish mini-series, kind of like a history of, of Poland in mini-series format, and it looks like it's going to be on the 18th century. I mean, it is, because there's way more votes for that than there is for any other era, so yeah, it's going to be 1700s Poland, which is great. I'm really looking forward to doing it, but once again, I said before, the extra members feed people will get to binge on that all at once, and they will, they'll get to binge on Poland as well. You guys will, in fact, still get it, but you guys will get it every week. So, if you don't really care either way, you're not really interested in patronising me, then that's fine. I completely understand that, as someone who doesn't part with my money under any circumstances, except when I'm buying a buttload of merch, I understand that you might not want to spend your money on me. completely get that, but you should know that you'll still get the Polish History miniseries as normal. So, yeah. That should take us into the new year. I'm not going to say how long the Polish History miniseries is going to be. I'm thinking maybe 20 episodes. I feel like that would be a kind of good round number. So I say that I'm taking July and August off, but actually I'm really going to be working on the Polish History miniseries. I'm going to be working on my next book on the 30 Years War, which I'll fill you guys in and all the details. And I'll be working on some other projects too, kind of thinking where I'm going going forward and obviously trying to be a good husband to my new wife, Anna, who's been very patient and amazing as usual. I don't know what to call this. I mean, I'm going to release one of these every month to let you guys know what the story is with the extra feed, and hopefully through that way, all of the social media-related advertising that I do will hopefully get through to you guys, because I know that there's people out there who want me to just shut up about Patreon, but there's also people out there who don't know about it for whatever reason. So this is a good way to keep you all clued in. If you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to. If you're interested... Well, here you go. This is what's up with when diplomacy fails going forward. To summarize, there's some really good rewards if you would like to become a diplomat from only $5 a month. You will not only get the hour of content and the uninterrupted schedule over the rest of the summer after our five-year birthday project, but you will also get the Polish History miniseries to binge on right away, as well as, of course, the five-year birthday party to binge on straight away. So there's definite, absolute benefits. So that sounds interesting to you guys. I would recommend going to patreon.com forward slash when diplomacy fails or wdfpodcast.com and click on the Patreon banner. Alrighty, so thanks very much for listening to this episode and thanks very much for being a listener for this podcast. I know that BeFit kind of fallen by the wayside at the moment or in general, but if you guys would like to follow BeFit to tell people about this podcast, that is still one of the most effective ways to well, get the word around, really. Well, you don't have to pay for it. This isn't Facebook adverts. All you have to do is tell someone. It's free. And if you think they're interested in history and podcasts, or maybe just one or the other, then hey, tell them about when diplomacy fails. Tell them that Zach Twomley talks to himself for a good amount of time every month. And perhaps even more critically, tell them that on the 18th of May, 2017, when diplomacy fails is five years old. And let's just say I'm going to break... The internet. Well, maybe not the internet. Perhaps the pod universe, anyway. I'm gonna try, and you guys' help is gonna make it all possible. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. You're all amazing. When Diplomacy Fails listeners, patrons all. This won't appear in the patrons' feed because they have the actual episodes anyway, so there's not much point telling them what's what, because they know already. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. You're awesome, and I'll be seeing you all soon.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tools. Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.